Good morning, this is uh, Janice Temple, and today is August 22nd. On this day in um, American history, African American history, a jury decided in favor of Mum Bet Freeman on August 22nd, 1781. On this day in 1781, a jury in Great Barrington found in favor of Mumbet, a black woman who had been a slave in the home of Colonel John Ashley for at least 30 years. Listening to her master's friends discuss the newly ratified Massachusetts Constitution, she concluded that if all people were born free and equal, so was she. She found a young lawyer to represent her, and he persuaded a Berkshire County jury to declare her free. Two years later, in a case involving Quack Walker, a slave in Worcester County, the Chief Justice of the state's highest court declared that slavery is inconsistent with our own conduct and constitution. Massachusetts had been the first colony to legalize slavery, and now it was the first state to abolish it. If you want to hear more of the story, um, continue on listening. I will be right back. Welcome back. This is a Massachusetts moment brought to you by Janice Temple. The background on Mum Bet, who was freed on this day, on August 22nd, 1761. Mum Bet was born into slavery in New York and was probably a teenager when she became the property of Colonel John Ashley in 1746. Tradition has it that John Ashley, one of the most prominent and respected men in western Massachusetts, was a relatively humane slave owner. His wife, on the other words, on the other hand, was described as a shrewd, untamable. In a fit of anger, Mrs. Ashley raised a red-hot kitchen shovel to strike another Ashley slave, Lizzie. The historical record is not clear, but it seems likely that Lizzie was either Mumbet's sister or daughter. Mumbet took the blow instead and bore a scar on her face for the rest of her life. She left the Ashley household shortly after this incident. She sought help from Theodore Sedgwick, a young lawyer in the nearby town of Stockbridge, who was known to support the anti-slavery cause. Years later, he told his daughter Catherine that Mum Bet believed she had a case based on the newly ratified Massachusetts Constitution. When he asked how she knew of this, she is said to have replied, by keeping still and minding things. When she was watching at table in Ashley's home, Catherine Sedgwick explained she heard gentlemen talking over the Bill of Rights, and in all they said she never heard, but all people were born free and equal, and she thought long about it, and resolved she would try whether she did not come in among them. Theodore Sedgwick would later say, that there was nothing submissive or subdued about Mumbet's character. But, this, but because women had such limited legal rights, 
the lawyer decided to add a male slave known simply as Brome as a party to the suit. It appears that Theodore Sedgwick and other men of conscience in Berkshire County chose to make Brome and Bett versus Ashley a test case. Some of the most able members of the bar were involved on both sides of the case. On August 24, 1781, the plaintiff's attorney argued before the Court of Common Pleas that Mumbet and Brome were not property of John Ashley and should be freed. The following day, the jury decided in favor of the two slaves. Mumbet and Brome were awarded 30 shillings in damages, and Colonel Ashley was assessed almost six pounds in court costs. Ashley appealed to the Supreme Court Judicial Court, but in October he changed his mind and accepted the lower court's judgment. Mumbet and Brome were free. Around the same time that Mumbet and Brome won their freedom in Berkshire County, another case was working its way through the Massachusetts courts. In the spring of 1781, a slave named Quack Walker had sued for his freedom in Worcestershire. Walker had run away. When his master found him, he beat him and locked him up for several hours. Walker brought charges for assault and battery. Jurors who heard the case left no record of their reasoning, but they decided that Quack Walker should be free. This was not the end of the matter. The case continued for several years involving civil and criminal charges and appeals. The constitutionality of slavery was clearly raised when the last appeal was heard in April 1783. It was during this trial that Chief Justice William Cushing told the jury, all men are born free and equal, and every subject is entitled to liberty and to have it guarded by the laws. Perpetual servitude can no longer be tolerated in our government. The jury agreed, confirming Quack Walker's fright Right to, fee- right to freedom. Back in Sheffield, John Ashley asked Mumbet several times to return to his home as a paid employee. Welcome back. This is Janice Temple with the Mass Moment about the freeing of Mumbet Freeman, August 22nd, 1781. Back in Sheffield, John Ashley asked Mum Betts several times to return to his home as a paid employee. She declined, preferring to serve as the Sedgwick's housekeeper. Theodore Sedgwick, her attorney, became a United States Senator and later a Justice of the Supreme Judicial Court. Mum Betts changed her name to Elizabeth Freeman, although most people continued to call her by her old name, also spelled Mumbet, one word, M-U-M-B-E-T-T, and Mumbet, M-U-M-B-E-T, with one T. In 20 years, she saved enough money to buy a plot of land where she lived with her daughter, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. She died in 1829 in her mid-80s and is the only non-family member buried in the Sedgwick family plot in in the Stockbridge Cemetery. The sources for this history today are brought to you by the Ashleys, 
A Pioneer Berkshire Family by Arthur Chase, The Trustees of Reservations, 1982. The second source, The Black Presence in the Era of the American Revolution by Sidney Kaplan and Emma Nogrady Kaplan, The University of Massachusetts Press, 1989. The third resource, Quack Walker, Mumbet, and the Abolition of Slavery in Massachusetts by author Zilversmith in William and Mary Quarterly, October 1968. The fourth resource, The Power of Her Sympathy, the Autobiography and Journal of Catherine Maria Sedgwick, edited by Mary Kelly, Massachusetts Historical Society, 1993. And the last source, In My Blood, Six Generations of Madness and Desire in an American Family by John Sedgwick, HarperCollins, 20076. And there you have it, a mass moment on this day in history. Jury decides in favor of Mumbet Freeman, August 22nd, 1781. This was a landmark case. Massachusetts was the first colony to legalize slavery and now the first state to abolish it with this landmark case. Thanks for joining. Please share. And please star and applaud. Thank you.